episode 69, For the Love of Lists. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hello, friends. You guys have definitely been on my mind. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're giving yourself and your husband a whole lot of room to just be human (laughs) and make some mistakes and just do the best you can right now. We moved yesterday. Life has been a little crazy. I'm sorry that we missed the podcast last week. I had this one recorded actually, but I didn't like it. (laughs) And so I made Noah wait and so I could redo it and give you guys something a little bit better to, to go on. So I figured... A lot of people told me that they were stressed out about catching up on all the old episodes, so hopefully that was some time to do it. I also know for some of you, podcast listening is not something you're getting to as frequently since so many of you did this on your commutes and during things that are now not part of your life. So I was trying to figure out how I wanted to approach this episode because there is such a range of emotions of how people, situations and emotions of what people are dealing with right now. Some of us are dealing with fear or sick family members or unfortunately losing people that we love. And then others are just going stir crazy and just need to kind of laugh about it and find some normal. And the range of experience with COVID is just so huge that I wanted to kind of get my head on about like, what can I offer? What do I want to be offering here in this episode? And what I decided is that I'm very definitely not going to try and suggest and address, you know, how to look at this whole thing and how to think about it. But what I do want to do is to give you one clear, practical thing that you can focus on, because I know that for me, that can be the most helpful thing, right? And I don't know if this is something that's going to fit everyone right in that spectrum of, of experience right now, um, but you guys are definitely capable of being the judge for yourself, so I'm not worried about that. And, um, you know, I just know for myself when things feel a little bit off kilter or, or there's just a lot of change and fluctuation and uncertainty, so having something really clear that I'm just, I'm working on this right now and it's something that you can work on kind of in any situation is such is so grounding and helpful for me. So I hope that I can offer a little bit of that to you, a little bit of inspiration, and I'm just excited to be back here talking to you guys again. We recently did an episode on the zero-based schedule on the fly, which is something that my husband and I keep coming back to as different things in our schedules are changing. You know, we'll look at, look at a at the schedule. And sometimes we do this on a daily basis, which is the on the fly version. Um, if you haven't heard zero based scheduling, it's one of my very first episodes. And I know for a lot of people, this has been really, really helpful. I've gotten lots of feedback on it and it's really exciting. So, um, if you want to check that out, zero based scheduling on the fly is just a way of planning the upcoming day. And it's something that we keep coming back to when I feel like I get to the end of the day and I don't, Uh, really feel like I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish or there's something that I feel like one of the balls is dropping. So I'll ask him if he would sit down with me and help me zero base the next day. And so especially since we have four kids and we're managing two careers and we're just trying to sort of 
keep all the balls in the air as much as we can, which we can't. It's definitely practically helpful to have him there, but it's also helpful to have him there because he often has great ideas and I really respect his opinion. And so it's it's just a great, I, I find for a lot of couples, it's, it's, a, it's a nice activity to do together. So what that basically means is, and you can look at the episode, but basically sitting down and figuring out exactly what's going to go into the next day based on the things you want to accomplish. But I also am having some days, the days where I don't have major things that I need to accomplish, or maybe my zero-based schedule is kind of working, or maybe the balls that I'm dropping aren't things that can be chunked into major chunks of time. For instance, I'm not going to schedule an hour to make sure that I drink water, right? I'm not going to schedule an hour to make sure that I have a healthy breakfast or move my body. So what do I do about those things that are sort of falling through the cracks, even on the days that I do or don't do the zero-based schedule, right? Like maybe I do have some time put aside for work or for helping my kids with their schoolwork. I still have those little pieces. I wanted to bring up an oldie book goodie. So there is a woman who I found when I was a newlywed, which is now almost 11 years ago, named Marla Silly. Her last name is C-I-L-L-E-Y, and she calls herself the fly lady because she loves fly fishing. Um, She's still active. She has a Facebook page, and she wrote a book called Sync Reflections. And basically, her whole thing to sum it up in terms of how I read it and how it affected me was that there are certain types that are just kind of always like... Maybe they call themselves the creatives, or maybe they call themselves the perfectionists. She definitely says this is the result of perfectionism, but these are the people that really get stuck with housework, whether it it always seems like it's piling up or, you know, something becomes a disaster before they get into it and get working on it. And it's just always exhausting. And it doesn't ever feel like we're on top of things. And so she has a lot of really wonderful practical tools. And she also just have has like a very lovely tone in terms of like, she's just very loving and, and reassuring. <laughs> so that's definitely what I needed when I was a newlywed. So I thought that today I would just talk about how I've used some of her routines during this lockdown, which has, I have found to be really, really helpful there. I brought the lists with me in the moving truck, I will say. <laughs> so what I've been doing now is focusing on routines specifically as a checklist as opposed to in the calendar. The fly lady talks a lot about morning and evening routines and establishing those. And the the nice thing about those is if there are certain things you really want to just make sure that they get done every day, if they're inside your routine, you've got a much better chance of that happening. So I've been focusing more on the morning and evening routines and specifically thinking of these in terms of a list versus a calendar, right? Where you're budgeting time. So what that looks like is that I literally on the side of my refrigerator have a plastic sheet protector with a printed up list of the things that I want to get done in the morning. And I have right next to it a dry erase marker. And so as I do the things, I just cross them off. And some of them are really simple, like go make your bed, right? And sometimes I get to the kitchen and then I realize I didn't make my bed. So I have to do it to cross it off the list, okay? So it's like making your bed, getting dressed, like all of the basics, the things that obviously you're going to do most of those, but actually there's going to be some that you're not. So for me, filling my water bottle is the biggest indicator of whether I will drink water that day. So filling my water bottle is one of those things that's on there. Eat breakfast is on there so that I can feel like if I want the accomplishment of finishing my morning routine, I have to eat breakfast first, okay? So I'm just putting those out there. I like to think of this as the things that are like, 
if you've listened to the baseline self-care episode. So you can definitely put some baseline self-care in there. Now, I wouldn't necessarily put in like a 30-minute or hour-long exercise routine, but you might want to do a seven-minute workout. You might want to do five sun salutations, you know, whatever you do to just sort of get your body started. But again, you can decide how this works for you. The reason I got into this is because my whole calendar wasn't making any sense anymore. Like there were, you know, different different things that I was doing with my community and for carpool and all these different things. And I didn't know if they were going to be gone for a little while or for a long time. So I didn't really want to take them off. So I just kind of wanted to get away from the calendar for a minute. And I really am glad that that happened because I'm seeing how helpful it can be. I'm actually doing the same thing with my kids actually, but back to us. (laughs) And then a big aha moment for me was realizing that I went through 10 years thinking that an evening routine had to start like when you're ready to go to bed, when you finished everything in your day. That isn't practical for some of us who work later or have things that you actually want to get checked off your daily list and you actually budget time after dinner. What I realized is that the evening routine can start right after dinner instead of starting way later. And so things like cleaning up the kitchen and washing the dishes can just happen right then. So figuring out like when's the right time to start those routines can be really helpful. You're writing out your baseline self-care and what you want to get done in these morning and evening routines. You're figuring out when you want them to start, like what's the hack for you of If you don't know this already, one of my favorite hacks that I use all the time is piggybacking. So that means that you take something that you're always going to do. For instance, I will always have a cup of coffee in the morning unless I am fasting that day. If I know I'm having a cup of coffee, that's a great time to put something else there, right? So when I'm using my French press, then as the coffee is in the French press, that's when I would unload the drying rack for the dishes, right? And then go make my coffee. So piggybacking, it just means taking a habit that you already have well-established and adding the new habit onto it. So they're just connected. Another version of that would be like doing a gateway habit, right? So I can't turn on my phone until, or I can't turn on my computer until. And, you know, if you do a gateway like that, so you, so you want to try and, you know, piggyback those morning and evening routines, or I guess maybe the evening routine could be the gateway, right? Like, let's say you want to do something at night, you want to check your phone, or you want to watch something. So it could be that that before you do that, you finish your evening routine, right? have it printed up somewhere. I know that that sounds like so silly, like you could just have it on your phone, but there is just something so satisfying about actually checking it off with pen and paper. Come back to it whenever. Now, this was the piece that I added on recently, which has been so helpful to me, which is I gave myself permission to take as long as I needed to, to get through these routines. So if I'm halfway through my morning routine and I need to start my work day, or I need to help my kids with their schoolwork, Whenever I want to, I can still go back to that routine and check through the rest of that list, right? That is really helpful because again, I'm using these as a way of ensuring that baseline self-care. Even if it takes me till noon to fill my water bottle, it's still giving me a better chance of getting that water drunk that day, right? And the other piece that I absolutely love is she's very big on using a physical timer, Ideally, don't use the one on your phone because then you'll turn off your timer and then you'll check something on your phone and then you'll lose a lot of time, which is what we're trying to avoid. But just taking a timer, a physical kitchen timer if you can, if not use your phone, or you can use your microwave timer or your oven timer, and you set it for things that either, it's like sort of one of two things, either things that you really don't want to do. So sometimes I just cannot bring myself to wash the dishes, so I'm just going to wash for five minutes. Sometimes after five minutes... I'm done. (laughs) Sometimes after five minutes, I'm actually totally fine with continuing. And sometimes I just do five minutes and then that's a huge, huge improvement on where I was before. So you can use it 
And again, it doesn't have to be five minutes. It could be 10, 15 minutes, but you can use it as a sort of negotiation tool for yourself of it's fine. Like I know that I don't want to wash the dishes, but it doesn't matter because I could totally wash dishes for five minutes. Right. I think she says like you could do anything for 15 minutes. Um, the other version of this is to use the timer for things you might get sucked into. Okay, so like let's say you want to like reorganize your closet, but you know that every time you've reorganized your closet, you've gotten super burned out and you've ended up with everything all over the place. So then you could either say, I'm going to only do one shelf or I'm only going to do 10 things. You can also set a 15-minute timer and at 15 minutes you're going to stop and then you can come back to it later. So you can make this larger, you can make it smaller, but just having that external thing I find that when I know the timer is counting down, I stay super, super hyper-focused on what I'm working on. And I love that. It's really, really helpful. I don't have to worry about all the other things that I need to make sure to take care of because right now I'm only doing this one thing. And it's really in a way like kind of a form of mindfulness. Like I'm just focused on this one thing and working on that. Just to review those are those couple of things is getting those morning and evening routines with those baseline self-care pieces written in having it written down somewhere and checked off as you go, come back to it whenever and use your timer. So those are again, credited to the fly lady. Um, if you want to check her out, you can find her for sure by Googling her. And I just want to wish you guys all the love. And I have to tell you before we stop what an amazing time we're having inside the first year married program. It is still on the pay what you can plan. I know a lot of people are stressed about money and, also, being a newlywed and being in lockdown can come with its own form of challenges, not to say that it's not always having some challenges, and challenges, by the way, are fine. It's totally fine for things to be hard, and a lot of things probably are going really well, right? And so we decided to put the First Year Married course on pay what you can. The lowest price is $20, which is just registration, so we have to make sure to get you signed up and everything. Once you're inside, you're in the Facebook group, I have people who are coming in and they are, I'm telling you, the thing I was so nervous about was that people would come in and they would pay $20 and they wouldn't do the course. And I was nervous that they would, that I was sort of robbing them of something, the, the financial commitment, which makes the course a serious endeavor for people, right? Like you really think about doing the course when you're paying for it full price, but when someone's doing $20, I was worried that someone who could actually get a huge benefit would end up not benefiting because they didn't really have to invest. I'm blown away by the women in the course right now. They are doing their homework. They are posting. They're getting coached. They're supporting each other. They're commenting on each other's stuff. It is so awesome. Those of you who are inside the group, I'm absolutely loving working with you. It is such a pleasure to be seeing you guys submitting models and to be able to help you clarify where you're struggling and where it's not working and to get your feedback and to hear your wins. And those of you who've been sort of on the fence, I really hope you'll join us now. It is my pleasure to be coaching you guys in there. I am not checking what you paid when you're in. When you're in, you're in. And um, it's really just, we're kind of having a blast. So the way you do it is you just go to firstyearmarried.com and there's a button for course, or you can just do forward slash course and you scroll down and it's pay what you can. And there's a couple of different options. The lowest option is $20 all the way up to the full price of the course. And you pay what you feel comfortable with. And then you will get access to the Facebook group. We're going to be doing a group live call soon. And I'm really excited to do that again. We did one in March. So we're going to get an April call in and answering questions, letting people get coached if they want to, um, running models live. It's just a really great opportunity for all of us. I hope if you haven't joined us that you will. I'd love to have you in there. 
for all of you. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope this gives you just a little something to focus on to sort of take one step, you know, in, in a direction that can be helpful and calming and grounding. And um, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.